Today's guest is a videographer turned pet photographer after documenting his mum's senior dog for the last six months of her life. Fast forward to today, his website is ranking page one of Google in the highly competitive London market, and his layered marketing approach converts super well thanks to a refined inquiry process. Before we get into the episode covering the nitty gritty of all of that, though, I just wanted to remind you that this year's virtual pet photographers conference is coming up. It's all on Zoom and it's over three days, Saturday the 5th, Sunday the 6th and Monday the 7th of August. If you can't make it live though, tickets come with a seven day replay access. This year, we're mixing things up. You've got the option to purchase a weekend only pass, which has business classes suitable for the up and coming pet photographer, but everyone is welcome. And then there's the pro only pass, which includes access to Monday's small group classes, which are covering more advanced topics suitable for the established pet photographer. To find out more, head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com. You will find a bunch of banners everywhere advertising the conference. So just head on over there and uh, grab your ticket now. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to season 14, episode 14 of the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell and today I'm chatting to Alex Class of Pause Celebre. Welcome to the club. Hello. Hello everyone. <laughs> and Alex, did I get the pronunciation of your business name correct? It's pause celeb. Celeb. Okay, without yeah. the R-E at the end. Got it. <laughs> I was like, hmm, is this, you know, is this a French word? Am I supposed to pronounce it this way? Actually, why don't you go into detail? Maybe you can tell us a bit of the backstory behind the, the business name, actually, Alex, and then we'll get into who you are. Yeah. So it's it's always very interesting when, when they ask me, oh, so why is it pause celeb? Mm -hmm. Because it's basically a cause celeb. <laughs> so in a in a way it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a game with the with the pause and the cause so I, I, we just thought that it kind of worked for the kind of ideal client that that I'm mm -hmm. looking to attract and and it's it's fun at the same time and and it is there's always something happening there's always something something surprising in every every single experience so that's it Okay, nice. And I bet, you know, it's also a bit of a conversation starter as well. People double checking the pronunciation, unless it's just me, I just live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It was just like, what? What is it? And, and it's interesting. So it, it's good. It is a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Nice. Excellent. Now, before we get too far into the interview, Alex, let's just wind back a little bit and give the listener a little bit of an overview for who you are, where you're based, and how it is that you ended up being a pet photographer. Right. So who am I? So I'm a former bass player. I used to do music and I still do music. And all of a sudden, I was, I just found myself kind of creating a story of my mother and, and her dog, Wendy, beautiful Australian shepherd. And Wendy had cancer at the, at the time. And, and I thought I wanted to do things, something special for her. 
from my mum. And I started taking pictures and, you know, telling the story, the last six months of the Wendy story. And by the time I finished, I knew that was going to be my job for the rest of my life. I thought that is what I want to do. I want to celebrate these fur babies for their, for their parents and, and create something special for them. So that's what I started doing. So when I moved back to the UK from Italy, I started putting all my efforts and my you know, concentrating on that. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm pretty sure it's not. I imagine that the listener also has goosebumps. I mean, <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> really? the thing about being a, a pet photographer when your your passion begins with a love of animals, right? Is it these mm. stories that really hit us like, oof, I mm. can, you know, I can put myself in those shoes as well. What a beautiful project for your mom as well. I mean, mm. six months worth, not just like one last minute shoot because it was her last day. I mean, six months worth, yep. that's so special. What kind of images were you creating back then like did you have a understanding of camera basics were you completely new had you already been shooting for a while I mean what were those images looking like so I was coming from many years as a videographer and I'd been doing events and uh, weddings and all kinds of stuff mostly events reportage style so it was a kind of, I felt like a, a kind of a photojournalist in my home. And the the idea was simply to tell the story that of their relationship. That's all it was. There was no posing, nothing. I normally don't do much posing in general, even though the website might give that feeling. I don't really do that. But this this incredible relationship that they had, was was so strong that I felt that I it was such a remarkable thing that they had between them and and I and I you know I thought yes you know it's it's going to be incredible and and I think it was one of my clients not long ago said that said that photography is he was like he was talking he was uh, quoting someone about photography being the only language that's understood around the world and i and i and i thought to myself this is exactly the kind of language that i want everybody to you know to to hear and and slowly slowly you know watching them you know the first i think for the first month all i did was watch them because i had to i had to find the key for the for the rest and how to actually start you know start taking these pictures mm -hmm. and and it all started when you know one day Wendy just looked up on my mum and I just saw this shine in their eyes and that was the first picture so I took that picture that was the very very first one and from there on it was all kinds of things very very natural as if I was like a little fly on the wall mm -hmm. and that's the kind of feeling and the thing that I wanted to do so you really did approach it like you said photojournalistic style I mean mm. to observe for a period first I mean yeah. when possible I mean that's that's often photojournalism as well yeah beautiful I mean I, I imagine that they're completely of such high value to your mom. I mean, it must be so, so special. I mean, how amazing it would be to be able to create the same thing for all of our clients. Of course we can't, I guess you worked that out, but you're still able to create something for your clients. So 
when was this, sorry, that you did this doc, this series of, of Wendy with your mum? I think it must have been, I can't remember, it was 2010? Okay, a little like while that. ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been, I don't know, maybe between 2010 and 2013, something okay. like that. Yeah, okay, about 10 okay. years ago. And, yeah, about 10 years ago, give or take. And when did you start your profession? professional pet photography business? So I started a few years, a few years before coming over to, to London. So I came over in 2016, I, I reckon 2015. So mm-hmm. 2014, 2015, I reckon it was around there. So, so it was I, not long after you did the series with Wendy then or a couple of years? So after the series with Wendy, I started taking photos of random dogs and and their owners. And that was just like it was me it was a consolidation it was like it was it was determining that i would then do that for the you know for, <laughs> as a job it was yeah it was taking a step in that direction and then in 2014 and 2015 me and one of my best friends who's a dog trainer we started doing some yeah but we started hiring this studio in northern italy and we did a few photo shoots there and that's that's how it all started basically it's so nice to hear I mean and we do hear this quite often I suppose but it really came from a place of passion for you a place of caring a place of love for animals you know and honestly I think the most if I can say successful in air quotation successful pet photographers it has to come from that that place because otherwise you know it it doesn't yeah. last. I mean, you have to be able to manage, you know, it's okay if a dog pees on your camera bag or or whatever could happen in a shoot, you know, like I've been bitten on my lip by a tiny puppy, an Aussie shepherd with razor sharp teeth. You know, we have to manage all of these situations and not and not be upset by it. And only a true, like a really passionate animal lover is, is able to do that. So it does make sense. But yeah, I can see you've really walked yourself through this quite, I don't know, like slow maybe process, making sure that you yeah, it was really the right thing for you. You've done like textbook steps, basically. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you've done this series of Wendy. Before that, you're a videographer or you, you, you know, you've worked as a videographer. So you already understand composition and lighting and all of these kinds of things. And then you've done this series with your friend who's a dog trainer. And after that, you moved to London. So at some point along there, you launched this, this pet photography and fast forward to today. And are you doing it full time now or how how's it going for you now Alex yeah it's it's going well how can I say it's life is a process and it 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 never it never ends so you're always learning and implementing new things you're learning so if let's say that I that I value and I think that my my business is something that reflects who I am and and I can live on it then yes, it's going well. In that sense, it's going well. If I had to say that I'm a, a one million pound a year studio, then no. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> then again, yeah, it's, you know, I, I always think that if I wake up in the morning and I cannot wait to put my, you know, my really horrible park clothes on (laughs) to go and do a photo shoot and make someone you know really happy like profoundly happy and celebrate their lives then you know 
what what else can be better than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, in that case, <laughs> it's a success. It is. Now, so just to clarify, sorry, it's your primary income, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So yeah, fast forward to now. That's what you're. That's what's going on. You're running this as a full time business. It's your primary income. And the reason that I got you on the show, I didn't know about that beautiful story and of you know <laughs> starting out with Wendy and everything like that. Although I'm so glad you shared it, but it was actually because. And I was telling you this before we started recording, but just for the listener, I every now and again, you guys, I do a random search on Google, like a London pet photographer. Paris, okay, not Paris. I've never done it. I should. New York pet photographer, Texas pet photographer. This kind of thing, just to see who who's ranking, who's doing well, what's going on in the world, just to say like, you know, sometimes outside of my own circle to find somebody new. Anyway, last week or the week before, I did one of these random searches and I typed in London pet pho- London pet photographer. And on page one, somewhere near the top was Alex's beautiful site that was ranking really high. And of course, I clicked through a bunch of them. And when I looked at Alex's, I was really impressed with what I what I landed on. First of all, his work is super creative. Guys, if you haven't already, go to the show notes, click on the link to check out his website, go and have a look. The work is great. I love your approach. And now that you've told me this kind of backstory as well, Alex, that, you know, you started out by photographing Wendy and it was all documentary style. I can kind of see that coming through in your entire gallery, actually, even though it's more like editorial vibe a little bit, it's, it definitely shows through and it's really nice. It's refreshing to see, to see some yeah, really different images. I particularly love this one where you have the the, the Vogue magazine in front of the, the woman and the little uh, dog beside. <laughs> Guys, go and check it out. It's awesome. It'll make you smile. Anyway, so first of all, I love your work. Then I started looking through and I could see, you know, you've got this really defined process down pat. And we're going to talk about that later if we get some time. But what I liked was that you're if I gave, and I do in fact, have a, a checklist, if I if I gave you my checklist and said, do this for your website and it's going to help you rank on Google, you've done it. <laughs> Literally everything on there is done. And so I was like, okay, well, that's why you're ranking well on Google. So I just thought, let's get you on the show. Let's talk about this website and then, then we'll see where the conversation leads as usual. So first of all, I'd love to know, What website builder are you using, if any, or have you built it from code or how's it all going? I'm basically sticking with the same one that I started with like years and years and years ago, which is Mm Wix.com. Perfect. Yeah, I use them. It's straightforward. So it's a bit buggy sometimes, but but then again, I just like, it's, it's, it's very simple and it works really well for someone like me that doesn't Mm -hmm. want to spend too much time on these things. The reason yeah. that I asked you, Alex, was because I actually figured out somehow, I don't know how, that it was Wix. <laughs> so it was a trick question right. a bit. <laughs> but I asked you because we hear this debate quite often of photographers asking, or, or all small business people really, asking, you know, can I use Squarespace or Wix or Weebly or one of these platform builders or do they not actually rank on Google very well? Does Google, you know, push you down because of that? And I, from what I understand years ago that was the case or at least that was the myth that that was the case but certainly today it's not I mean all of my websites are Squarespace and they all rank well yours is Wix and like I said earlier in a very competitive market London pet photographer was the keywords you are ranking page one so certainly you can stick with Wix and I actually really like that you've you've gone with this simple layout as you said and it's because I like it because it's what the client expects to see. And so nobody gets confused, like, where do I go next? It's just, 
they're laid out nice and clear and and simple. Was it a deliberate choice or was it just like pick the one that you like? No, 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 no. It's absolutely absolutely deliberate. <laughs> yes. Simplicity wins always. And and still I think there's too much stuff in it. So I think the the idea of having something extremely simple, very eye-catching and that has, you know, those two or three quotes that send a message, convey the, the message and and get people feeling that it talks to them and they can already trust it. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, th- those are the reasons why I, I really wanted to do it that simple. I mean, it is simple, I hope. So it's just very straightforward. There's not much you have to do. So, yeah, um, no, I love that. It, it is straightforward, yeah. but it is also more than just a portfolio as well. I mean, yeah. you're, you're taking people through the steps, you're building trust, you're showing testimonials, you've even got video testimonials, you've got a lead magnet, you've got the chat bot, you've got your call <laughs> to action. I mean, you're ticking all of the, the things and then, yep. you know, you've kept <clears> it simple, you know, in the footer, it's like, this is how you contact me if you don't want to do it in another fancy way. You know, everything <laughs> is there, testimonials, everything is there. So I can see that you've gone with simplicity, but still functional, not just pretty portfolio. And I love that. Now, speaking of all of those things, actually, first of all, you've got this call to action, which I've never noticed anybody else doing before. And I love it. It says, uh, guys, go and check it out, by the way. But it says, I'm a pet parent and I want my pet's life to be captured and celebrated. And then there's this big button that says, yes. And I love that because we're always taught in sales that, you know, the more times we can get our clients to say yes, then it much, then it gets much easier later on. Is that the reason that you did that? Or was it just, again, simplicity? It just came to your mind, like, I want them to say yes, so I just make it yes. Well, I think anything that is positive, it switches on the endorphins. So even if you read the word yes, it kind of switches it on. It makes you, you know, it gives you a tiny bit of a smile. So in that moment, it's already happening inside. If you read the word no, then it it's already full of negativity. And obviously you're not going to say no on a call to action. But, but the idea is that anything that's positive and what's more positive than yes, you say yes, even, you know, in any difficult or critical situation yes it's just like yes i'm going to uh, deal with it yes i'm going to take the opportunity yes i'm going to create something uh, out of what happened Uh, yes i'm going to uh, be curious and see what's behind you know what's behind this story Mm -hmm. it sounds like you have uh, training in sales psychology do you alex (laughs) no uh, not at all. Uh, I think I'm I'm probably the worst salesperson in the world. But I do. I have been part of a of a, commu- a fantastic community called the Fully Booked Photographer for for some time. Not not very long actually, since uh, November last year. And and I've learned so many things from them. And so yeah, in in that sense, that community is really helping out a lot. Did you make some changes to your website since then or is this stuff that's already been there before? I changed a few things. Don't ask me which ones. I cannot remember what I changed. Don't I worry. Lead, no, no. I, th- I think the lead magnet was there. Uh-huh. It wasn't there. So it was there originally years ago, but it, it just wasn't working. It wasn't interesting. 
Okay. So, I want to yeah. ask you about the lead magnet, actually, but I'm going to keep it yeah. for the second half of this interview because before yeah. I wrap up the first half, I wanted to yeah. ask you a little bit just briefly about your what it is that you're actually offering because you mentioned early on that the business name was deliberately chosen because it speaks you you knew that it would speak directly to the client you want to work with. So yeah. you had a target client, a target ideal client in mind, clearly. Is that the type of client that you are attracting? Does it align with who you were originally picturing? And what is it that you're doing or what is it that you're offering? So my ideal client has changed over time. So it's 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 very interesting you ask this because I think <laughs> it always it's one of the, does, you know. It, yeah, I mean, I know it has to. Mm-hmm. yeah, it has to. I think I'm I'm le- I'm still learning a lot about you know the you know your avatar. So it's it's not an easy concept and it's not an easy thing to to nail <laughs> and it's definitely not going to happen the first time you try. So talking to your ideal client is definitely a very very difficult thing. I'm still in the process of, honestly, I feel that I'm just like, like a little toddler in, in this world. And I'm, I'm just starting now to understand and uh, implement some of the things that I've learned. So I'm, I'm still in the process of, <laughs> of trying to understand it myself. <laughs> so, okay, let me rephrase the question then. Today, how would you describe most of your clients? I mean, are they living in the suburb right next to you? Are they traveling a distance to find you? Are they working, you know, are they are they couples? Are they retired people? Are they families? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they are normally people that don't, it's either a, sing, a single parent or, or a couple that don't have kids and they're, they're animals, their pets are their kids. And these are normally, they are normally managers. So they, they have, they have very good jobs. And at the same time, they don't have much time to dedicate to their, to their, their pets. So there's all, all kinds of stuff that happens inside of, of these people. They feel that they need to uh, invest more time. So they will spend the money. Sometimes they do out of guilt, who knows? <laughs> there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things, but they live normally, I, get, I do on location mostly. So they live in just outside London, not in the center of London, but that's not true for all of them because some of them do live in, in exclusive places like Chelsea, Kensington and places like that. And, um, okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, I think most of us would probably describe a lot of our clients like that. Although some people have like a particular niche, you know, like working with you know retired empty nesters, for example, or working yeah. with like I used to work with lots of young vet nurses just because of a few promotions right. I did targeted those people, yep. and then uh, word of mouth. But yeah, certainly not really surprising that you've attracted this kind of client. So. That's who comes to you. Where are they finding you? Is your website your best uh, lead source or are they finding you through social media, through events, through through a different channel? So the website does does a good job, but it's not only that because that implies that they are actually looking and they've decided that they want and they desire something like a photography experience. If not, it's, it's social media, so ads on social media and the referrals 
and alliances. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, a, a layered approach. Good. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When you say ads on social media, are you talking about giveaways? Are you talking about promotion? Are you just talking about general brand awareness? So giveaway, I'm I'm absolutely allergic to. I would, I can't even say the word. I just repeated it because you said it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So what I would, I normally do, there's two, two kinds. It's either a register to win and what they win is not, it's not like a competition where you win something for free. They, they win a credit, a value, and that gift certificate of, I don't know, whatever, whatever I choose, it goes towards any artwork that they decide to purchase after they get a photo shoot. Okay. And if not, it's an offer. So they they will still get a gift certificate instead of spending four hundred pounds, say they're spending like seventy five pounds just for June or July. Okay. Yep, got you. Which one works better for you, Alex, in conversion? So far in conversion I would say that the register to win mm-hmm. brings more leads. Yes, okay. And what about so, bookings? Yeah. Yeah, in terms of bookings, I suppose. I mean, I mean, what's the qualified? I would say that the register to win does does a good job. Okay, yeah. okay. And what about an average spend? Do you see a difference between the two strategies, or are they both on par with each other? No, they're very similar in that sense. I think it's not so much what I'm offering in that moment on social media, but what happens in the discovery call itself. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I'm actually, that's perfect spot to finish up this part of the interview actually, because I really want to get into your discovery (laughs) call in the second half of the interview and a little bit more about your website as well, because like I mentioned before, you do have, yeah, like the chat bot, which I don't see many pet photographers having, the lead magnet and a few other things I think is really interesting that you're doing. But Definitely, I want to talk to you about this discovery call and and your process as well of how you do take these, these, what do you call it, enter to win entrants? The the registers to win. Yeah, Yeah, okay. And and other inquiries as well. How do you take them through your funnel so that they end up being, you know, good clients, good paying clients? So let's talk about that in the second half. But before we wrap up part one, can you just let the listener know where is the very best place to check out your work and what it is that you do? want to check out my work it's it's on my website isn't it (laughs) (laughs) so that's yeah so that's yeah www.portceleb it's pronounced celeb but it's actually written celebra so uh celebra.com so pause celeb pause not like taking a pause but like pause pause (laughs) perfect and is your instagram or facebook handle url the same yeah, right. You can find me on Instagram as Alex Class. And I would say, yeah, I mean, Facebook, I, actually, it's, the funny thing is I don't use Facebook too much. <laughs> so yeah, Instagram is the is the main one for social media. So it's just Instagram.com slash Alex Class. Perfect. And don't worry if you miss anything or any of those links, because I've got them in the show notes. As always, just head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com slash v-podcast, and you can search for Alex or class, and you will be able to find this episode there. That is it for part one of the episode. If you're a member of the club, don't forget you can keep listening to part two either in the member zone or through your private RSS feed in your favorite podcast player. 
Don't forget, if you're not yet a member, you can join today for just $10 a month. Club membership includes tons of perks, including amazing discount for the upcoming Pet Photographers Conference, the virtual conference on the first weekend of August, and a bunch of other perks as well. Just head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.